And welcome to Jessica Lady Ada. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I hope you're keeping cool, as I mentioned, on this sweltering hot July evenings that we're having. Uh, we stayed in because it was just so hot out, and we did a bunch of engineering. So I got some stuff to show off on the Jessica Lady Ada, and we've also got a very timely, great search for those of you who are dealing with part shortages. Don't forget, if you're trying to find an alternative or a part, and you can't because silicon shortage, Drop us a link on Discord and we'll uh, maybe we'll cover it on a great search and help you find the part you need so you can get your stuff made because that's what we're all about, making okay. stuff. Some uh, logistics stuff. The reason we're late is we're hanging out with Helen from Carrot Supply. Super cool. And uh, Drinks like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Helen will tweet up some photos from the Adafruit factory and more. She's our first guest uh, from the world in the last 18 months. Yeah. And uh, we really like Crowd Supply, so... Um, you know, it's so cool to see her, and like we that. chat about things that we can do together and ways to promote more makers and engineers All right. doing business. Next up, um, thank you, G3 uh, Holiday. The Ada Box was epic. We tried really hard. It's it's harder and harder to do Ada Box, so thank you for appreciating it, because a lot goes into it each time, and it's hard to get parts. It's hard to ship stuff, and uh, that was a heavy lift, so thank you. Yeah, we. I thought. I always think every box that goes out, I personally think they're really cool, and you know, ninety nine percent of people think they're cool too. You know, I get it. It's not for everybody, but that's what I think makes it so special. If it was just a box of kitten and ice kittens and ice cream, I think everyone would love it. Well, but it would the be melted. Would you it would be melted cream ice cream and a dead cat. <laughs> Uh, I guess so. All right. And well, people that's our, would really not like that. That's what we're doing. Uh, so electronics. The oh, other, Wednesday the, unboxing. Yeah, Wednesday's unboxing. Neil and Pedro on Wednesday are going to do show and tell. And also, since the title of this was Desk of Lady Ada Hot Summer Sunday Stemmas, I would like to point out that Hot Girl Summer, Hot Girl Summer is a meme originating with uh, rapper Megan V. Stallion. Yeah. And it's about feeling confident in who you are, having fun, looking good while you're doing it, Often involves women posting selfies in summery swag and style using the caption, I heard it's hot girl summer. So I'm going to post up her site and a little bit about this because I've seen a lot of people use, you know, hot blah blah summer. And some people are like, look, you don't understand. That came from someone else. You should at least say where it came from. And no one ever does. But we will. But don't worry. Someone is still going to not like me about this. Many of these things fucking awesome. I well, love her. I'm just saying, you could be perfect nowadays, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be someone, but we'll always be... I'd rather be honest and perfect. That's right. So that's where I'm at right now. I posted this up. Yeah, some people are not even familiar with this meme, and that's good for you, because that means you're not going to get people attacking it's, it's you. Not, it's not from this year, it's from last year. That yeah, from. when but someone says hot girl summer or hot, you know... So I saw someone. You can in, have hot boy summer too. So I saw someone in the 3D printing community say it's hot nozzle summer. Yeah. That's super cool. And then someone says you're stealing this meme or whatever. So my opinion is, why not just put the credit for where it came from? Came from, and then everyone could be happy. But no one is ever happy. No one's ever happy, and that's why it's a hot stem of Sunday. So let's yeah. let's jump in and uh, maybe you know let's no, actually let's actually start with the computer because I'm actually going to show off some stuff um this is a hot matrix summer so um people from the uh you know previous ada boxes remember i did the matrix portal which was a samd 51 um plus esp32 airlift and so we got like the power of the samd 51 the wireless slash you know wi-fi bluetooth of the esp32 um together on one board plugged into the back of an rgb matrix uh, to make an awesome um, RGB matrix display that's really easy to program. I think we did a really good job 
uh, with that design. However, I cannot get 7051s. I can barely even get 7021s. Um, yeah. 7051s, I'm getting like 60, 70, 80 week lead times. And so I thought instead of just being sad, I don't want to be sad. Oh, girl, so there's an author, a pretty prolific author that does electronic books that emailed me. And they said, I am so screwed. <laughs> and so usually that's when people email me when they're at the very yeah, end of the room. And they're like, how can you fix my problem? And they were trying to figure out they, their book requires a CMD. And I'm just like, it's oh, not, yeah. I'm just like, you can't do it. But, well, I, but yeah. I gave them an out. And yeah. so anyways, it's resolved, but. Yeah, um. no, it's tough. So the previous design, so actually, you know what? Maybe I'll open up the previous design. So the previous design looked like this. I'll show this off. So it was, and let's do the, uh, let's do basic. Okay, so on the front, hold on, I need to turn on the T-Docu because it looks good. There you go. Whoops. Okay, um, so this, you can see here, here's the SAMD51 over here, and then up here is the ESP uh, 32 and then together, you know, then this plugs into this is a level shifter and plugs into a matrix on the back. But like I said, you cannot get SAMD 51s right now. Although interestingly, ESP Espresso is doing a pretty good job of keeping their stuff in stock. I'm, I'm, I'm more confident that I'll get uh, Espresso chips than I'll get um, SAMD 51s. And luckily, we've just recently ported in the last, uh, you know, six months or so, we ported um, Circuit Python. And Arduino has a great port for the ESP32S. Not reported, but ported. You didn't report something. I didn't say report. I said ported. You ported, yeah. Sorry. Something like reported. If I meant report, I meant they. So we ported CircuitPython, and Arduino yeah. has a port also for yeah. ESP. I report things, but as a company, Adafruit ports things. <laughs> Look, I want to get. We report things. Like if we do re. Do, I would say re-implement a port because report, bad word. Okay. Anyhow, uh, so what I did is I actually uh, ripped up everything and slapped out an ESP32 S2, which is a lot longer uh, than the ESP32, but it has you know enough PSRAM, which I really like, and it has enough processor capability. And then this is kind of the standard Warover pinout, the module. So if when there's an ESP32 S3, which is like the dual core version of the S2, we can drop that in. Only downside is there's not going to be enough, as much storage space because we're using the built-in uh, four megabytes of flash. What I have to do is actually contact Espresso and see if they'll make me a 16 megabyte version of the Warover. I would, I would spend a little bit more for that. Um, but otherwise, then I, you know, otherwise it's the same exact, you know, layout for everything. Same, same pinout down here. Stemma QT, Stemma Matrix here, level shifting, and then of course the Wi-Fi. So. You know, it's something that I've been meaning to do. When I designed the Matrix Portal, the, the ESP32-S2 was not out yet, so we couldn't use it. But um, I like that now. You know, it's, there's some of these designs, people are like, oh, you know, are you are you forced to redesign? It's like, well, I've been, I was going to do it anyways. Now I just kind of have that little bit of the push. I'm also going to redo the uh, Pi Portal as well to use the ESP32-S2. Um, so that's, you know, this is the redesign story. So things are going to be a little bit weird. There's going to be like stuff not coming out, coming out. Like it's, you know, I designed a couple boards and like I can't get chips and some of that can get chips. So it's like, all I can recommend is constantly be looking. Don't, don't, just because you don't see something and it's like they won't be in stock. Keep, keep looking. Sometimes things, you know, pop up. Um, 
Okay, so speaking of designs that I'm getting back into, let's go to the overhead. And uh, so one design that I had to... Oh, really void. I know, no, no, it's because it was so bright. Oh. Um, one design that I took a break on was I designed, if people remember, I designed this SCD 441. Sorry, one second. You can do it a little thing. Okay, this SCD 41. This is a uh, CO2 humidity and temperature sensor. Uh, people love the SCD30, which is a really great NDIR CO2 sensor. Very popular because people are doing a lot of CO2 sensing uh, for, you know, COVID uh, air quality. You know, they're trying to prevent the, the passing of, of viral particles by increasing air quality. And CO2 is a really good um, mimic of that. It's, you know, it, it helps you know if there's enough airflow because you want to get it down to about 400 uh, ppm. Um, I designed this, you know, I was really psyched, ready to ship it. And then, of course, I can get sensors. But then I suddenly, you know, suddenly there's a, they're available again. So I picked um, some up, and so this design is gonna go out the door. Uh, just so on a on a on a note, though. Yeah. Just get some of the espresso stuff. Yes. I saw that Espresso is gonna be launching a Zigbee ESP. It's an ESP thirty two H two based on the Git commits. It's a ninety six megahertz RISC five core with a eight hundred two dot one five dot one four Zigbee yeah. radio BLE no Wi Fi. With a 40, 45 GPO. Oh, cool. And someone spotted that because of the Ooh. GitHub commits. Eagle eyes, I know. Subscribe yeah. to people's GitHub atoms. You know, you never know what... Uh, yeah. RSS is still one of the best uh, investigators. No, this no, this wasn't it. This was uh, Matt Metz, who I happen to know, um, posted it up on uh, Twitter. So I'm okay. going to put that in the Discord chat. In the, um, cool. I know. Secret. Well, I, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll say something. Express if they're... Um, they're secretive, but they're not that secretive. Like they do, you know, they do betas and they, they get people involved, but it's not, look, if you have a 2.4 gigahertz radio and you've, you've been able to tack that on to your chip, of course, you know, Wi-Fi, of course, Bluetooth, and of course, Zigbee. All of these are 2.4 gigahertz. Anyways. Makes sense. So I put links on that. Cool. It might disappear later. Um, one thing I did that's interesting with the SCD40 is this... Um, module can run from three to five volts, but I still stuck a voltage regulator on it. Um, you know, why, you know, when you can run it off three or five volts? Well, first off, this is kind of an expensive sensor. Uh, you really don't want to blow this up by accident. Having a regulator is just a little, another little level of protection um, in case this is very sensitive to voltage spikes. Um, you know, if you accidentally plug it to V in on an Arduino, it's nine volts, uh, you'll be fine. Um, another thing is it's, it's very sensitive to, um, ripples in the power supply the data sheet sort of says like please keep the ripple under 20 30 millivolts and a low a low dropout regulator will really help with that you know you power this from you know not necessarily the quietest power supply but the highest power supply so um on arduino the three volt power supply actually may not you know be a good choice for this it might not be able to handle um the the current requirements but if you plug into five volts and then regulate it down to three you might be good to go I don't know, you know, whatever. I'm putting some jumpers on the back if you don't want that. And then um, another STEM QT design that I'm, I'm finally I'm wrapping up, and this one is just like hella bright, is, I think we chatted about this, is the uh, IS31FL3741. Um, so this is an RGB, this is the chip here, it's an RGB LED driver. So these are bare LEDs. And you'll notice, you know, I, I hand soldered these, so... You know, this this there's this kind of missing one row, and this LED doesn't have a lot of pins, and this one like didn't make it at all. Uh, I just kind of didn't feel like you know because if if the grid in general works, I know it's it's working fine because this is a, a grid matrix layout. 
Um, the picking place will do a much better job than my hand tweezing. Um, if you really like watching people hand tweeze small RGB LEDs, check out Greg DeVille's uh, yeah, social media. He's, um, he's definitely a beast. He'll just like, he'll do thousands. I'm not, I'm much lazier. I have a machine, I want the machine to do it. I just wanna get this prototype done enough that I can um, hand it off to the, the picking place. So, so it looks good. So just uh, doing a little RGB test with this. And this is, uh, we chatted about this a while ago. You know, if you want to make a, a breakout with a lot of RGB LEDs after 10 or 20, it flips over to being more, a better idea to use a LED driver and raw LED chips, which we covered on the Great Search, um, than NeoPixels or dot stars because NeoPixels and dot stars are quite expensive individually compared to their RGB LEDs, which are like a penny or two a piece. So that's what I've been working on. So is there any questions or we'll go into the great search. Uh, what's the name of the LED driver? This is the <laughs> IS31FL3741. All right, Skirt placed 450 neopixels on Friday. Total of 500 last week. Who did? Skirt. Okay. In the chat a lot. Yeah. All tweezed. <laughs> yeah, these were, yeah, once you, you know, it's like, you know, the yeah. first, I can rework some of these, but eventually I'm just like, you know what? On one hand, it's therapeutic. On the other hand, just be careful. Because, like, that's a lot. I find my eyes get a little twitchy if I, if I do too yeah. many. I just I want like, to get this up and running again. You know, the pick and place will do an excellent, excellent job at this. Much better than my... I can... I'll, I have no problem tweezing. Believe me. I tweeze, tweeze, tweeze. I think it's soothing, but you might not be able to do it long term. This is, what, nine, 13 by 9 LEDs? So it's that. Yeah. Hundred. Oh, wow. Someone placed 1,100 805 LEDs a day before, and they were using a vacuum pickup tool. Y'all are committed. I like I like how like we've discovered a thing which is the LED placement, you know, the yeah. LED placement crew. Um, someone kind of said the same thing. I always wonder the new RISC V chip from Espresso is so nice. I hope it has native USB so it'll work with CircuitPython. It yeah, does, me it too. And it no, I know it doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. It has a, it has a weird, not weird, but yeah. a special debug only USB. It's not a true native USB. But I think they will eventually. I would look. I would love to see a native USB RISC V. We'll get there. Because I think it would be great for Arduino or CircuitPython. I, I think one of the things that's going to hold back RISC V is the USB support. But once they do it, there'll be a menagerie of I, boards that I come just, out. I just, look, I would, as soon as RISC V uses USB, we'll, we'll have teeny USB. I guarantee you we'll have teeny USB for yeah. it. Um, and then once there's two USB, you know, it, it makes it makes easier to do Arduino. It makes it easier to do CircuitPython. Um, we even joined the RISC V like, coalition. And I thought yeah. that would be like a track in. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't. I tried. Okay. All right. Is it great search time? It's time for the great search. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DJ Key. All right. The great search is brought to you by DigiKey. Thank you, DigiKey. And Adafruit Lady Ada uses her skills of an engineer to navigate the DigiKey site to find the things that you're looking for more so than ever. That's the most important thing because planet Earth ran out of parts i know we have um, a, we have a lot of sand but we don't have any uh yeah any silicon. so uh what's the great search this week okay this week's great search so one of the nice things about the great search is what i do is during the week when i'm struggling with finding a part because every week there's a part that i can't get and uh you know me and the purchasing team we we use our wits um to uh find alternative parts which is which is an engineering skill um, you know, specking the parts one thing, but then being able to find alternative spec parts is important also. It's really easy to get the exact same component every time, 
but eventually that component is not available and that's happening a lot. So let's talk today about one of the most jelly bean components we use, which is the BSS 138 can you, Dual. Can you say what jelly bean is for the oh. folks who aren't uh, in this industry? Jelly, jelly bean, I don't know where this came from. I, I picked it up from someone, but jelly bean means it's a part that's so common that it's made by multiple places, like a 7805 linear regulator, right? Very, very common, made by multiple companies. It's well-specced. It's not a unique part. Like I was showing off the IS31FL3741. That's a very specific chip. If anyone knows why it's called Jelly Bean, put in the chat. Because this week coming up, LeVar Burton's hoping, hosting Jeopardy. And I know this is going to be a question. Oh, it's totally going to be a question. Yeah. Electronic component history. Yeah, but if you know why it's called Jelly Bean or the origins of it, uh, no Googling allowed because I can yeah, Google yeah. later. But yeah. um, that I've heard this too. Yeah. And I've, I heard Bunny say it to me like, I don't know. I think I picked it up from Bunny. I, I heard it from Bunny like 15 years ago. Yeah. So I have a feeling this is an older industry term. But anyways, yeah, like it'll compa- probably be the final Jeopardy question. Passives or jelly beans. Basically, it's the, the things that you sprinkle that are not... You know, there's yeah, there's the Wi-Fi chip, the Bluetooth chip, the Espresso chip. This is like, you know, there's only one place to get it. And then there's there's jelly beans. Okay, so the jelly bean part we're talking about today is the dual BSS-138 uh, N-channel MOSFET. So this part, as shown here, we use tens and tens of thousands, like 100,000 a year easily, because they go onto every one of our breakout as level shifters. We use them to level shift I2C, um, you know, pull-ups on either side. Why do we do a level shifting I2C? Because um, when we sell sensors, a lot of sensors, like 99.9999% of sensors and devices are 3.3 volt logic and power. Although, you know, we do have a couple 1.8 volt ones as well, um, which is important. We'll actually chat about that. And I want to make sure that people can plug in their boards into an Arduino Uno or a Mega or a Zero or, you know, an ESP32. You don't know if it's going to be 5 volt or 3 volt on the other side. And we want to shift the I2C logic, and nothing beats the simplicity and price of this. Two N channel FETs, four pull-up resistors, and you're golden. In fact, this is um, NXP in their kind of famous I2C level shifting techniques in bus designs. It's like a, a tome, uh, a famous work. You know, they show this off, and they, they talk about it. Um, and then the shows, you know, this is this is basically what's going on. You have I squirts on either side, and uh, this does a great job. And uh, this is a rock, rock, rock solid design. I mean, right. I've used this hundreds of times. I have some times. breaking news. Oh, what? Jelly Bean dates from the early days of Intel and Fairchild Semiconductor referring to common chips. Um, Gordon Moore may have coined the term yeah. uh, jelly beans. You know, if it's not true, you've uh, you've totally tricked me. Um, well, if we're gonna start misinformation. Let's just start with this. That. Is a better. This is way better than most. <laughs> right. <coughs> Let's okay. Do this. So, so the, the you know I, I the BSS one thirty eight I've really liked it and I've used it for it's kind of famous people use it a lot and I like the dual um, fit because you know you need two so why not just have it in two so this is the the hold on this is the piece it's a SOT three sixty three. It's small, it's easy to pick in place, it's, you can hand solder it, it's, it does the job, it's great. Except when you cannot get any. So I was on uh, DigiKey earlier this week because we you know, were like, okay, we need more BSS-138 duels. And so I'll just show you know, when you go to 
uh, you know, they have some exact matches, but we want the array because we want the dual. And then if you look, zero, 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 all out of stock. And, and like, I have never seen this in my life. There's always like a million of these in stock. Because uh, again, they're so jelly bean, they're used everywhere. Um, time to freak out and give up? No, time to use our great searching power to find an alternative. And note that this is a jelly bean, the BSS, you see it's made by MCC and diodes. And next period, this is a one situation where not only is the, I tend to buy the next period part, but all of the alternative sources for the jelly bean are also out, right? So it's not like, oh, just find it from another maker. We actually have to find something that has a different part number, but the same functionality. So let's, um, you know, I like to use the um, product attributes as a way to uh, pick out which ones to get. So let's go with active, dual, and channel. Um, I'm not going to necessarily pick the logic level gate. The drain to source voltage, actually, it's 60. You don't need that much, right? Obviously, we're not dealing with more than a couple volts. Um, I don't want to be specific about the RDS on or the current drain because, again, it's, it's a little flexible with that. But I am really picky that I want it to be surface mount and I want it to be a SOT 363 because that, I need it to be drop-in replacement. Um, so let's view similar. And you get about 118 options. Since I really need to, you know, I need to have this in stock, I'm just going to pick in stock immediately to, to pare down the options. So the next question is, like, what of all of these things are important? Well, RDS on is something that you care about when you're dealing with, like, a power transistor, when you have a lot of current passing through, because the RDS on determines the voltage drop across the, uh, the drain and source. In this case, it's logic level shifting. So I don't... You know, I wish I could actually hide, you know, this and say, like, I don't even want to look at this option. I don't care about that. Also, current. There's almost no current passing through here. This is a logic level. This is, you know, milliamp, maybe, when the it gets pulled down. Almost nothing. Um, so, you know, power max, the temperature. A lot of these things are actually not important, but there is one thing that is important, which is the VGS. Why? Because when you look at here, this voltage, especially for the low voltage, you used to be able to turn this on and off based on the lowest voltage that you will encounter on the bus. So if you're doing three volt to five volt, you just have to make sure that the VGS is you know, greater than three volts because you just wanna make sure you turn it on and off. I like to have it a little bit lower than just on the edge, even though it's the max in case you're you know, your power supply droops and it's not exactly 3.3 and it's 3. So you want it to have a little bit lower, so maybe 2.6 volts. However, we use these transistors also to logic level shift 1.8 volts, like the SGP30 gas sensor and a couple other sensors we use are 1.8 volt. We have 2.6 volt logic. There's a couple, not a lot, but enough that I want to make sure that I don't mess things up for them because believe me, I have accidentally placed a 2N7002 uh, dual FET, and it did not work on low voltage um, level shifting. I think it was a 7002. I don't know the exact part number, but basically it didn't have a low enough VGS. It, the turn on voltage was too high. It didn't turn on and off. So what you want to do is make sure it doesn't, you know, the, the BSS 138, let me go back to DigiKey. One moment, let me uh, look up the part number. 
Detail. Yeah, we get to the point when we show stuff on Desk of Lady Ada, we make sure we purchase it before we talk about it. Yeah, I already bought it. Yeah. You'll see, like, how, 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 why are you showing this stuff? There's only 5,000 stuff. Yeah, because I already bought, like, we 50,000. We, we, learn, we learned our lesson. I learned my lesson. Mistakes were made, lessons were lessons learned. Lessons were learned. That's it's, a, it's a new segment, so we're not doing it this week because it's, unboxing. it's Ada Box. But um, the new segment is called Mistakes Were Made, Lessons Are Learned. So this will help all of you out there thinking you need to be perfect. You don't. Just be honest. Okay. So this, this what I liked about the BSS 138 is it has this VGS you see here, 1.6 volts. You don't have to be exactly 1.6, but you want it, you want it less than 1.8 um, and a little bit less than 1.8. And you'll notice that actually there's nothing here that's exactly 1.6. That's why you don't want to be, I didn't click that off because it's like, it just can't be larger than 1.6. So let's, um, let's select everything less than that. And, you know, I don't really care about the VDS or anything here. And nothing else here is that important, to be honest. Um, and then when you go down here, we actually have a couple options. Again, you know, the, these are all in stock. Um, you'll note that none of them have hundreds of thousands in stock because I, I kind of purchased a bunch of them. But they all have the same package, and here's the good news. All these have the same pinout. The dual FET pinout is a standard pinout. Like, they, they are symmetric and equivalent. So, yes, I'll check the data sheet, but you can, in this case, just trust me. I already looked it up. Um, so what I did was, you know, I only really care about price in this case because, you know, the specifications are that important. Um, and so I actually found um, the alternative, which was an NX138, which is actually... I, I like the look of that, right? BSS-138 is the NX-138. So it's kind of a, I have a good feeling about it. It matches the specs, but I also like it when they reuse the part numbers. It's a little bit of a, a hint, kind of telling you, like, this is going to be uh, similar as a drop-in replacement. So um, this is the part. So this is, you know, there's, there's still some in stock. I didn't buy them all. Did buy a couple. Uh, so that we can keep making our breakouts because it's, it's you know, I need, I really need... To have a dual fat, every single one of our breakouts, every one of our stomach QT boards. Right. So, so they do have a question about it. Since there are pull-up resistors on the board, I assume I don't need to add them. You don't. We put very weak pull-ups, um, 10K, which is good for you know 100 kilohertz I squared C. If you want to run one megahertz, I would recommend adding another one. But 10K is a nice balance of. You're not going to hang your I squared C bus. It'll run at 100 kilohertz or 400 kilohertz, which is like kind of you know what most default buses run at. But also, if you put multiple of them in parallel, um, you know, because you, you plug in I squared C, multiple QT boards, you can plug, you know, up to five of them, and then you'll still only have a 2K pull-up. You know, it, uh -huh. it, that's what it'll look like to the host, which is the standard pull-up size. So what I like is you can put, like, five to ten, and the host will get overburdened by the pull-up. So I like 10K. I'm like a 10K kind of girl. All right. Someone has, I think this might be a future yeah. great search, um, or it's a general question. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Says, how to choose piezoelectric actuators for replacement parts for in body image stabilized cameras? Oh, goodness. Those are going to be really custom. Yeah. Um, I really think what you should do is, is try to. I would actually go on eBay, to be honest, and see if you can find yeah, people selling Yeah, there's also camera game. repair. I think that's in the camera repair category where it, it's, it's like. A different, it's a different thing, but you want to find people who are throwing away cameras with like broken lenses or broken main boards and then you can maybe recycle the, the piezo actuator yeah. but like oh uh, yeah that's gonna i feel be like really... there's an industry around this that i don't know about it's a it's custom anything piezo is super custom all, all right. right so that's the great search thanks everybody
Just a little bit of a programming note. Uh, we just sent, so all the Ada boxes are getting processed to ship. So if you have one, uh, well, if you if you have one, don't tell anyone what it is. But if you if you ordered one, uh, we're wrapping up the we last. We still few. have a thousand to ship. We're, yeah. we're getting we're getting through them. Believe me, it's been it's been a journey. Yeah. Um, you can. I mean, like you know, don't spoil. It, but you could figure out which what what's in this Ada box. And, um, look, I don't try to, it's not super, super secret. I yeah. I mean, like, like, this you is kind of geared enjoy. for kids too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if you want, you can still sign up for Ada box like this second because we're about to close any shipments soon. Yeah. So this might be the last. We are, we are wrapping up early, early next week. Yeah. We're like Monday. Or so, Tuesday. you know, if you look around and you want to figure out what it is, you can, um, and then you could still get one, like right now. Like if you order one today, you would possibly, it'd be shipping by the end of the week. So that's kind of a big deal. Uh, other question that came up or a request, would love to see a four to two milliamps with maybe a 16 volt source and a stem, stem -a connector. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of 4 to 20. I gotta look into that stuff. Okay. Uh, so in order to get their Ada box and uh, them and their daughter assembled it. Okay. Aww. That's good. And yeah, uh, someone who lives close to New York, yeah, sorry, you're the last one to... Uh... We, we actually do a little... It's not 100%, but we try to ship the ones that are farthest. Yeah, because it's UPS ground. So that yeah, if so... you're on the opposite side of the country, yours... Yeah. We, it's not 100%, but we, we try. So that... Because if you're close to us, you're going to get it the next day. And so we want to yeah. kind of try to... We're trying to make it so it's like if you're the last person shipped and you're all the way across the country, it takes another week. So that's... Uh, yeah. You know. Uh. All right. Math. And that All right, thanks, is Desk Lady Ada. Bye, folks. Have a great week.